When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. George Berry and uh, the uh, current NBA Conference Finals looked like they would be a slice of history uh, with the first time there were going to be two sweeps, a big possibility. But that was until uh, Jason Tatum and the Celtics woke up yesterday and impressively took a game off Miami. So while the Nuggets uh, rest and uh, formulate a game plan against either the Heat or the Celtics, um, they go to Game 5 in Boston tomorrow. It's been a crazy sort of a playoffs. Would anyone really be surprised to see the Celtics somehow win or come back to a point where they forced a Game 7? That might be interesting. Well, uh, George Berry um, out of the Butlers. Uh, I imagine he would appreciate uh, the legacy that uh, Tina Turner has uh, left behind. Uh, George, not uh, maybe your genre, but certainly very, very famous in the industry. Good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Uh, yeah, rest in peace to Tana She was a legend. And, um, yeah, definitely not in the genre that we play, but um, loved her stuff. And, yeah, like you say, she was an icon. Um, and I'm sure that, um, yeah, the legacy will live on. Good to see that Sens is playing some tunes. And, um, yeah, great to be here talking some, uh, some playoff basketball with you. Yeah, and speaking of living on, uh, that is exactly where the Celtics find themselves. They are uh, going home for... Uh, what is now going to be uh, Game 5. Uh, they bought themselves a lifeline yesterday. What a difference between Games 3 and 4. What happened? Yeah, this is bizarre. Um, Miami Heat just continue to surprise people. I think people tend to forget that they were in the play-in tournament. They only just won to actually get the 8th seed to eventually get to where they are now. It's, it's, a, it's a remarkable story. And I think for the Celtics... I don't know, this seems like, you know, they've got a very new head coach who didn't have any head coaching experience. He was kind of on the, the second tier of the Celtics bench last year and um, Joe Mazzulla is who we're talking about here. And I think, you know, star talent, they've got better star talent than the Heat. I mean, Jimmy Butler is incredible, but, you know, the Miami Heat are, are filled with a lot of undrafted players with a lot of chips on their shoulders and they've managed to, you know, steal a, a really... A considerable amount of games in this playoffs and this series alone. They've got the best coach in the NBA in Eric Foster who has just worked out an incredible game plan to kind of dissect and completely humiliate the Celtics. But I'm not surprised they've stolen the game. Um, I actually crunched some numbers for you, Smithy. No one has ever come back from a 3 0 deficit. 44 have forced a game five, so that's the Celtics. 11 have forced a game six. Only three have forced a game seven. Um, if there was, you know, one team to to be out of the 150 teams in history that have been down 3-0 and come back and won, it could be the Celtics. You know, just because they've had an incredible regular season, they've got one of the best stars in the NBA in Jason Tatum. They could do it, but I, I do think overall um, Miami is just a better gel team. There's probably some friction in the Celtics locker room after that 3-0 deficit. It'd be hard to, to shake some cobwebs from that. Um, I think the Miami Heat will prevail in the series, but... It's good to see it, you know, be alive again. And it's good to see, you know, the legends, you know, Shaq, Charles, Kenny and Ernie Johnson get another couple of runs in before they take their summer break too. Shout out to those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I love uh, those uh, pre-game and mid, uh, mid-game shows. They're very, very good. Uh, look, OK, uh, we look at uh, the personnel uh, in the heat and, you say, as you say, uh, non-drafted players, a, a lot of them here with a point to prove. 
Uh, but Jimmy Butler, of course, is their, their shining light, and uh, so much of it revolves around uh, Jimmy and his shooting percentage, as was the case yesterday. Improved it towards the end, but wasn't good enough early. Yeah, that's always been a little bit of an Achilles heel, like Achilles heel for Jimmy. Not known for being a prolific shooter, he's just known for being just this, you know, this this guy who just grinds his way to, to getting victories. Uh, a really unselfish player, a really good locker room presence, uh, and you can see it. He's kind of willed his team to something that they probably didn't imagine they'd be in. I know that you know every team says you know we. We expected ourselves to be here, but I think you know, given what you know we went through in the in the question before and how they've actually got to this point, I think it'd be pretty fair to say they maybe didn't expect to be in this position. But with someone like Jimmy at the helm, um, with just the playoff expertise he's had, he's had so much playoff experience with previous teams. Uh, I back them to get to the finals and and um, and make some history. Whether they can can beat the Nuggets, which I'm sure we'll touch on soon, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. And I think the Celtics, this could be a really big wake-up call because they've got Jason Tatum now about to enter a Supermax deal. They've got Jalen Brown. He made an All-NBA team this year, so he's eligible for a Supermax deal. So within just, you know, one season, they'll be, playing, they'll be paying $100 million between those two players. Will the Celtics actually want to pay that much every year? I think they've kind of got no choice if they want to continue being successful. Um, but, yeah, a lot of thinking to do, that's for sure. Let's just uh, go back a day uh, or two, and that is, of course, to Game 4, and that was between the Nuggets uh, and uh, the Lakers. Uh, Lakers at home, uh, you would have thought they may be able to find something special, but they just couldn't get it done. Uh, And now we've got this uh, almost Tom Brady-like situation with LeBron James saying, I'll let you know in the off-season how I'm feeling about things. Knee-jerk reaction, obviously, obviously disappointment. Sun floating around with the possibility of an introduction into the NBA. How do you read this now that uh, they went down 4-0 and LeBron's on a bit of a downer? Well, I mean, when you're LeBron James and you're one of the most recognisable human beings in the world, you know how to control the narrative. And this is exactly what LeBron James has done. I don't blame him for if he is legitimately considering retirement. I don't blame him. But I think any NBA fan, whether you're a casual fan or a diehard fan, would know that LeBron James is not going to retire after going down 4-0 and getting swept at home in front of home fans. It's just not going to happen. He is nursing a pretty serious foot injury. He was supposed to be sidelined and have surgery, I believe, for like four to six months, but, of course, played through it. There are some theories going around. You know, some, some quite established writers have said that they wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, in quotations, retired, got surgery, healed his foot, took a whole year off, watched his son play college basketball, and then wherever his son gets drafted, he'll just, you know, play there for a year, have his farewell tour and call it from there. I don't I don't rule that out, but LeBron being LeBron and, you know, what he's achieved in this league and what he's achieved for basketball, you know, to become a global sport. And we wouldn't be talking about basketball on this radio station if it wasn't for LeBron James, is, is pretty much how I see it. So I don't think he's going to retire, but it's funny how, you know... He, this Nuggets team who are just criminally underrated in every facet of the word are just not getting any airtime because LeBron James has decided to just throw in a couple of little sneaky comments at the end of his press conference about potentially hanging up the laces. So it's pretty funny. And it's just funny how such a, a player of his magnitude can just control, you know, the media stories for, for days on end after getting completely annihilated in a series. Let's look at uh, the Nuggets. They have got to be the hottest of favourites going into um, the final playoffs. Um, and where you rate this uh, side, uh, coached, of course, by Michael Malone, 
um, who's done a terrific job with them. But, I um, mean, he would not want anything to happen to uh, Nikola Djokic uh, in the next week or so. Uh, potentially, and I'm going to make a big call here, since Larry Bird, perhaps the most influential white basketballer? Huge call, and I respect that, because I think it's a good call, Smithy. And, again, like the team, as I say, are criminally underrated. So is Nikola Djokic. That dude is insane. He In that series against the Lakers, he averaged 27 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. He's a seven-foot player, and he's averaging those numbers. It's, it's absurd. And he's such an unselfish guy, such a team-first guy. And like he is just like the, for any franchise, he is just the model player you want to lead your franchise on and off the court. And I'm sure, like you say, Michael Moyne would just be wrapping him up in bubble wrap for these next, you know, however many days. I think the final start in a week or maybe eight days time. Um, yeah, I'm sure that they'll be asking to rub him up, wrap him up in bubble wrap for these times. But it's not only Nikola Jokic that's really making a difference. Um, Jamal Murray deserves some credit as well. This is a guy that's come off a serious ACL injury, pretty much didn't play basketball for two years. And in that series, averaged 32 points. He shot over 50% from the field, over 40% from three, and over 90% from the free throw line. Only 11 players have done that in playoff history. And this guy's just come off a serious ACL injury. All the mental tolls from that, which he's described in, in interviews, even the coach Michael Malone said in a press conference that when he got injured, he, he was bursting into tears in the bus and saying, like, please don't trade me, please don't trade me. Like, he... He was at that breaking point to then turn around and become this player and have this much impact in a series. It's truly remarkable. And I, I see the Nuggets taking this out probably in six games against either the Heat or the Celtics. Probably the Heat. Um, I think they're just, you know, there's no major flashy superstars in that team, which is cool to see because, you know, obviously the, the NBA is being controlled by this narrative that it's a superstar league and the superstars control the narrative. Yes, Nikola Jokic is a superstar. But he doesn't want to be. He just wants to, you know, play basketball and then go home to, to Serbia for the summer and, and just hang out with his horses that he trains. You know, he's just the most down-to-earth dude who just completely dominates every player that, that goes up against him. So I would like to see them win. I think they deserve it. They've built a really good culture and a roster over these last six years, and I think they have a really, really good chance to do it. Oh, I, you know, if I look up a matchup there with the Heat, I look at... I don't see uh, their bigs in uh, Bam Adebayo and uh, a very ageing Kevin Love. Uh, I, I just don't see them even as a combo matching it with him because he plays serious minutes as well, Jokic. Yeah, yeah, you put it uh, correct. Like the, I, I think Jimmy Butler will go against Jamal Murray and probably tone him down a little bit. You know, the Lakers don't have many, didn't have many good guards to go against Jamal Murray. Quite a lot of young guys, and Jokic was a bit quiet you know, despite averaging a triple double. Didn't have like in the games three and four, like didn't have an amazing, like usual impact. He was in a bit of foul trouble too, probably because of you know Anthony Davis and LeBron marking him. You know, majority of the minutes he was on the floor. But you're right, there's no big there. Bam Adebayo is an amazing talent, um, but he's he's a lot, he's considerably shorter in height than Nikola Jokic. Um, that's always been a little bit of a downfall for Bam. He's a, a smaller big than than your average. Um, I think Nicole is just going to run rampant on this series. And even if the Celtics manage to create history and, you know, be one of 150 to, to break this, this curse, I just don't think Al Horford, who's an ageing big, is even going to have a chance at, you know, coming up against Nikola Jokic. So, like I said, I see the Nuggets doing this in six, and I think it's a really good thing for the league to see a team that has been built on players they've drafted. They haven't traded for any big superstars. They've drafted these guys. They've built them up from the ground. I mean, Nikola Jokic got drafted 
in the NBA draft in, in the second round to the point where it wasn't even shown on TV. There was a Taco Bell commercial going while he got drafted. This is how underrated he was as a player. So to see it happening now so organically to you know potentially a championship title team, it's really cool to see for the league. With the big flop of the season for you, would it be the Bucks or uh, Milwaukee Bucks, or would it would it be someone else? Uh, yeah, it would be the Milwaukee Bucks for me, Smitty, um, especially with Giannis. The kind of majority say that he is the the most dominant player in the league. Um, I, it was a it was a shocker, and I, I guess the Heat, you know, they they found their groove and just completely demolished them in five games, which is that was probably the biggest shock of the playoffs so far. Um, I mean, the Sixers, you could you could put them up there too. And, I mean, both those teams have, have fired their coaches and the Suns too. I mean, coaches are just getting dropped like flies. Um, yeah, the Raptors too, put them out there as well. Um, yeah, I would say I would say the Bucks. I would also say uh, the biggest flop of the season is probably just security of jobs for NBA coaches. It's, it's a bit of a shame to see, but it's the way the league works now. You know, owners come in and they want success immediately. And if they're not going to get it immediately, then the coaches are the first ones to blame. And the other one of, of interest to us, of course, the general manager uh, position of Sean Marks. Is that is that a bit tenuous at the moment, you feel? From all accounts, um, from what I saw, it was obviously the Brooklyn Nets haven't really been in the headlines since they were swept by the Sixers in the first round. From all accounts, it sounds like his job is very safe. He's actually put himself in quite a good position now where he's got rid of the baggage of of Kyrie Irving and, and they worked out a good deal with Kevin Durant and that was a very amicable split by all accounts. Uh, it sounds like they're going to keep him and he's got you know quite an interesting team here where the, if he wants to keep them, they can definitely make some noise and probably win maybe 40, 40 to 45 games in a season. Um, but they've also got some really good talent that could be traded elsewhere and they could just start all over again and get some amazing future assets. So um, I think Sean Marks will probably be breathing some really fresh air, whereas there was a lot of toxic air going around in the last couple of years that he had to inhale to kind of just get through it. But um, I'm happy for Sean. I think he's done a really good job, along with owner Joe Sy, to get out of that mess. And, um, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what they do this offseason. They've got Mikael Bridges, who um, is a really, really good young player. There's, there's word that he could be a trade piece because he's got so much value, but he also could just be the cornerstone of their franchise if they want to kind of, you know, build him up to be that. So I think it's a really exciting time for him to be a general manager in that franchise and, um, yeah, really interesting to see what, what comes of it. So in your situation too, George, uh, last time we spoke to you, you were having just a bit of a hiatus in terms of um, the butlers and, and uh, the music side of things. Do you, do you get a chance to go to local hoops? Not really because I've got a 14-month-old son at home. That's the short answer to that question. But um, I, I used to go a lot to Canterbury Rams games. Uh, I live here in Christchurch. Um, and it's, it's so cool to see that they, they sell it out consistently. And um, I'm really, really stoked. I, to be quite fair, I don't follow the NZNBL as much as I'd like to. But I think it's in a really good place. And it looks like there's some really good competitive basketball being played. And, you know, shout out to the Otago Otago Nuggets side. Looks like they're playing some, some great ball with Sam Timmons at the helm. And... Um, Looks like imports are really enjoying their time here and we're getting some really high-caliber players here too, especially from G League affiliate teams, you know, with the NBA. So, um, yeah, I've given you a very long answer there, but I don't follow it as much as I would like to. Uh, I do follow, like, your club teams because a lot of my mates play club ball. So sometimes I take, you know, some mates or or I'd like to take my son to go watch some games too. Um, And there's some... Even just the caliber of club club games is incredible. Um, 
Yeah, and that's probably probably the best way to answer, to be honest, Smithy. I think um, I'll always root for the Rams because I used to do a bit of work for them back in my uni days. So um, got a bit of a tie there. But, yeah, I, I'm really happy, and I'm sure a lot of people are too with the calibre of, of the NZNBL at the moment. Fantastic, George. Always great to catch up with you. Uh, so looking forward to uh, Game 5 tomorrow, but uh, the playoffs. Who against the Nuggets will be determined very shortly, but... Uh, I see the Nuggets being dominant here and uh, one of the freaks, I think the basketball sporting freaks of the world at the moment and uh, Nikola Jokic and lovely to hear that he's a, a horse trainer as well. Hey George, fantastic, um, great to catch up mate, uh, all the very best and um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call you again soon without doubt, thank you. Good on you Smithy, take care mate.